Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. What's up, losers? And welcome to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. My name is Andrew Bascom, and this is your 20-ish minute sports gambling podcast where we discuss the Super Bowl. Kind of. It's the Super Bowl, though, but kind of. It's a week away. What a week of sports. What a week at Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. We are on fire on our picks at Losing Money WAB. We'll get to that on Twitter, on Instagram, free daily picks. Man, just winning money over there because God knows we cannot make money on this podcast. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. Are going to the Super Bowl, just like everyone predicted. Obviously, you know, being an online presence like I am, you know, like an influencer, obviously. When you're not right, even though people see the title of the podcast, they really get on your case. And I would love to look everyone in the eye and go, so everyone had Cincinnati going to the Super Bowl? Everybody? Every, just me? Just I was the only one wrong? Oh, okay. It must have been just me. A little bit of sour grapes, but you know what the worst part is? You get in your head a little bit. You get in your head of now going to the Super Bowl going like, I've picked against them every time and I've been wrong every time. Do I switch? I don't know. And the best part is you have two goddamn weeks to think about it. So much time to be sitting here festering. So on this episode, we're going to be talking to Pants Roddy Prince. We're going to be talking to Charlie Chalk about their prop bets, their prop bets that they are making a week before the actual game. What are they locking in right now a week before the actual game? But what a week of sports. We had Tom Brady retiring. Oh my goodness, Tom Brady retiring. This is a sports gambling podcast. Why am I talking about Tom Brady? He's retired. He's just a civilian like you and me eating his avocado ice cream. Probably not blinking very much, kissing his children on the lips. He is the greatest player of all time. There is no argument to that, unless you're an asshole. And I'm kind of an asshole. So, like, you know, throughout my life, I've always been like, well, but, you know, greatest coach of all time. Well, greatest defense of all time. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. He's the greatest player of all time, right? Arguing that Tom Brady is not the greatest football player of all time is like the people that in hockey argue that Wayne Gretzky is not the greatest player of all time. Yeah, sure, you can kind of needle at it and you go, oh, Mario Lemieux was very talented. Yeah, okay. Gordie Howe, if he played in the 80s, would have been, okay, yeah, sure. Bobby Orr, if he didn't break his knee, yeah, okay, I got it. But you start pointing at a wall of statistics, at just just overwhelming amount of numbers, and you go, really? Really? Sure, like Brady, you could argue why it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, QB. What if an interior lineman was so much more dominant than anyone else that he should be the greatest? Shut up, you sound like a jerk. Yeah, I honestly didn't even believe the words that are coming out of my mouth. The QB has to be the greatest player in NFL history. It'll never be a cornerback. It'll never, it'll never be an interior lineman. It'll never be a slot receiver. And that's because, let's just be real, in the mid-2000s, it became a lot easier to play quarterback. Right as Tom Brady starts playing quarterback, it got a lot easier to play quarterback. It's the same reason why in the 50 most passing yards ever in a season, ever in a season, only four happened before Tom Brady became a starter. Jared Goff has passing for more yards than Dan Marino. This definitely makes you think about it, right? Eventually, you just have to wave your hands at numbers and kind of give up. They're just too overwhelming. It's funny, though. In football, we, we value numbers more than other things. Like, in, like, we don't say Pete Rose is the greatest baseball player of all time because he has the most hits. Or, you know, Bill Russell, you know, he has 11 championships. He must be the greatest basketball player of all time. We don't, but we do that with football. Brady has the most passing yards of all time, and he has the most Super Bowls. Greatest player of all time, right? You know, speaking of Tom Brady, it was, made me think about it this week because we were going to talk about, you know, the Super Bowl. There's a belief out there that players aren't really clutch or not. There are certain players that over time, because of play style or longevity, that they are in more clutch situations. So we associate with them being clutch. 
Like Kobe Bryant. Oh man, Kobe Bryant, a feared player known for winning and being clutch. He was 14 for 56 on game-winning shots, which is just a mere, a mere quarter of 250 field goal percentage with five turnovers in game-winning situations. Yikes, that's bad. Carmelo Anthony, though, he's a 481. He is almost doubly better with the game on the line and the ball in his hand than Kobe Bryant. Carmelo Anthony doesn't have a championship ring, so we don't think of them that way, right? No one's going to switch their thinking and say, well, Carmelo's way more clutch. It's a narrative, right, that we make in our head. It's easier for us to understand. Oh, Kobe has the ball. Oh, and there's five seconds left. Oh, my God. Brian had twice as many game-winning shots attempts than Carmelo, and they had the exact same amount of makes. So he must be more clutch. That brings us to last week's football games. Cincinnati is going to the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. What an incredible story. A bunch of young kids. No one believed in them. They make good and go all the way to the Super Bowl. That's the story, right? Well, you know, kind of. To, to me, this is how the game went. Not Cincinnati came over the overcame the odds, second half comeback, blah, blah, blah. It's that Kansas City choked. They were up 21 to 3 at half. So your assumption is instead of the greatest quarterback on the planet choking and our modern day dynasty playing bad, that's confusing. I don't like that. It must be that these kids surrounded by a charismatic leader won. Well, no, that's not true either. Joe Burrow's second half statistics during the comeback were 11 for 18, a minus 0.27 EPA per attempt, 37% success rate, one TD, one interception, one sack, and a 79 passer rating. That's not good. That might be even bad. It was a dominant performance by the defense. Sure, I'll give you that. But let's be real. KC choked the game away. And that narrative is not as much fun is that Joe, Joe Cool, Joe Burrow, is clutch. And in the other game, here's my analysis about the Rams being the 49ers. The Rams should have won by more. By almost every statistics, the Rams were better than San Francisco. And they kept them in the game, which sounds like, ooh, since the Super Bowl, they're facing a scrappy underdog that likes to keep it close. Ooh, that's scary. Maybe they have a great record in one-score games, which Cincinnati does. Maybe that should scare the Rams. I don't know. Maybe it does. Oh, God, I don't know what to do with that game. That game is just hanging over my head like a rain cloud right now. Thank God I got a whole week to be anxious about it. There's a couple more things I want to talk about before we get going here. The Brian Flores piece. Uh, Brian Flores, if you don't know, uh, has issued a lawsuit against the NFL for their hiring practices and saying that, uh, that he's being discriminated against because he's a black head coach. Now, <laughs> just use your eyeballs. That's completely valid. Of course, that's what's happening. Like, seriously, you, it, the number of white head coaches that get second, third chances is unbelievable. And the number of black head coaches that are put up, put in positions to fail, you, like David Cauley. David Cauley, you knew he wasn't going to succeed. He was brought in to make it look good, to, to you know, curry favor, because he was like, oh, good, a black head coach. That's amazing. That's, that's remarkable. Only to know that they were going to fire him after one season because they're garbage and they're supposed to be bad. Their roster was built to be bad. They don't get another chance. Raheem Morris being an offensive coordinator for the Falcons that were good, and now the defensive coordinator for the Rams that are going to the Super Bowl. What? What? That really? When he was the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and he was young, they were supposed to be bad and they were bad and he's never gotten another chance. This is insane. So Brian Flores has every reason to be doing this. This is kind of actually not why I'm bringing it up, but he was bringing it up because Stephen Ross, the owner of the Miami Dolphins, when he was the head coach of the Miami Dolphins for the last two seasons, he said that Stephen Ross came to him and paid him extra to lose. Now, if this is true, if this is even a remotely true, we have a really big deal on our hands. First of all, he should be stripped of the team. Like, let's, you, this is not the point of doing this. You can't incentivize people. You can't rig games. That's, that goes against a lot of reasons. And now I think you're putting it together why I'm talking about this. Yes, if you're a season ticket holder or, I don't know, a fantasy player or whatever, you could say, I'm going to sue this team because they have, they have lied to me. 
And now we're on a sports gambling podcast. And I'm going to sit here and say, you know, when we take the Dolphins, don't take them or do take them. Now these games were rigged and we didn't even know about it. I bet you see a class action lawsuit with lots of people on it that are going to say, wait a second, this is, this is not fair. If you join that class action lawsuit, please let me know at Losing Money WAB on Twitter and on Instagram. The only other thing I want to talk to you before we get into this whole thing about props and Gatorade colors, national anthems, is the Olympics. If you didn't know, and why would you, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, which is Friday, the Olympics are starting today from Beijing. This might be truly startling news for you that you had no idea it was happening. A lot of people don't know it's happening. We are going to have picks for the Winter Olympics, okay? We're going to have, we're going to have our little moment over at Losing Money WIB on Twitter, on Instagram, where we'll be making daily picks for these cursed Olympics. And really aren't all Olympics cursed when you kind of think about it. But here are the two picks we are making today that I can give you while you listen to my voice. We're going to be taking Rachel Holman and John Morris to win the mixed curling doubles at plus 225. John Morris won the last Olympics. It's plus money, plus 225. I really like this bet. I think it's absolutely something that we should be doing. And also, if you, <laughs> if you say the expression out loud, betting on mixed doubles curling at the Olympics, you win some kind of degenerate bingo. The second one is Michael Kingsbury at minus 140 to win the men's moguls. He's won nine of the last 10 seasons world titles. Nine of the last 10. He's the best to do it. Let's bet on it. Minus 140? Absolutely. Okay, that's, that's enough of the Olympics, please. At Losing Money WAB, that's where we're going to be making daily picks. Let's get to our guests, Panzerite right Prince, Charlie Chalk, discussing their favorite props a week out from the Super Bowl. Up first, as always, is the one, the only, the Panzerite right Prince. How you doing? I'm doing great, Andrew. How you doing? I'm doing just fine. I am so excited. There are so many sports on that we're losing money right now, but it's hard to really... You know, ignore the fact that we're one week away from the greatest gambling event of the year, the Super Bowl. How are you feeling one week out? Oh, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl, <laughs> Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Yeah. I feel great. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, I, I still can't believe Cincinnati Bengals are in the Super Bowl. I, I don't. <sighs> yeah. It has not registered in my mind that that was a, a possibility in life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it just feels weird. I, I'm excited about it going into the playoffs. I would not have been excited about it, but I, I'm coming around. You know, you've, you've got the young quarterback. You've got the exciting mm-hmm. team, the Kodiak Cats, and then you got the Rams. So it should yeah. be great. <laughs> I know this rams Bengals Super Bowl feels like the eighth year of your Madden sim where you're like, wait, what happens? The Bengals Rams. Oh, OK, I guess. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to really ca- encapsulate that. And I know this because I just I've lost every week on the Bengals in the playoffs so far. And so. I'm a little bit sour about it, and I almost don't know what to do. Do I do I take the Bengals now just because you know it's got to turn around eventually, or do I just keep riding it out and eventually turn around? I'm not sure. Yeah, it's uh, t- I'm having a, I'm having some trouble with this one too, but I'm glad I have okay. another week to decide. Yeah. Well, speaking of, what bets are you leaning on? What bets are you thinking about right now, a week before the Super Bowl? Okay, so we'll start with the easy ones, the ones that mm. I think just set it and forget it, and let's start with a Cooper Cup anytime touchdown. Ah, good call. It happens every week. It's going to happen again. That's where Matt Stafford looks first. It's always his first option. It's Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. He's, he is Cooper Cup. Hey, he's Cooper Cup. There's, he's yeah, inevitable the at this point. Yeah. yeah, 100%. He's like the sunrise in the morning. Like, there, it's so much so that like when he scored the touchdown, in the in the conference championship you're like no nothing was shocking about that you're like oh yeah that makes total sense but when he dropped that late pass it went like one of those ones where i'm like what what was that what happened there it was like it's like uh like in pleasantville where they see color for the first time i'm like wait what 
Yeah. What happened there? I don't get it. Uh, that was very confusing. But I, I, there's no bigger lock. If the KC was in this game, it's the same thing with the Kelsey touchdown. You just take, you take Cup and you take the minus 160 anytime touchdown. Yeah, and you add that to any parlay that you, you're making just to yes. sweeten the odds a little bit. 100%. No, I love that one. I love that one. I'm going to sneak one in here too. Total sacks in the game, over four and a half. The Rams might do this on their own. Huh? Like I, it's that low? Four, yeah, it's that low. Four and a half. Jeez. Come on. Like, the Rams might get five. Like, yeah. I, I understand that uh, the Titans thing with the nine is like, you know, vaunted territory. But like, the Bengals really, really suck. And so much so that they have played awful defenses so much so this year. Here, how about this? The Bengals will face the easiest slate of opposing defenses in the NFL. This is per uh, Football Outsiders. The Rams defense, which is the fifth in DVOA, will be their toughest matchup all season. All season. So like over four and a half. And on top of that, Andrew Whitworth is injured, even though he's going to play, but he's injured. So like you might see on the other side as well. I, I love the over four and a half. Yeah. I mean, you got to think Stafford goes down once, maybe twice. Mm -hmm. And yep. that leaves what? Three, two or three for Burrow to go down. He's going down more than that. Yeah, no, Hunter. And then you just start picking players like Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, or, you know, Von Miller. Like, anybody could get one here. Yeah, and I think the Rams' D-line's a little upset about how last week kind of went for them until the very, very end. So I think they're going to come in hungry. Yeah, I know. And I understand they're all large men, but when Aaron Donald pulled them all aside to yell at them, that's got to be the most terrifying experience of anybody's life. Like, yeah, whatever. What do you need? My, my sin number? You got it. Here you go. Oh, God. Oh, okay, so what else do you got for, uh, for bets you're making right now a week before? All right, I've got two that are uh, in the medium spice here. Mm -hmm. Any player, any sorry, any wide receiver to go over 125 yards. Yes. Oh, okay. You've got two of the best wide receiver cores in the league playing in this game. And you got to think one of Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Odell Beckham Jr., Cooper Cup is going over 125. It would be a shock to me if, one, if, if all of those four stay under. Yeah, a hundred percent. I like. I think it's one of those ones where you really have to look at Odell and uh, T. Higgins as the as the receiving props, where you're kind of circling a little bit because you assume maybe Chase and Ramsey kind of you know negate each other to a certain aspect, and and Ramsey and Chase still gets like seventy five yards or something great, but like kind of negates each other, and it's really how that secondary receiver is going to mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think over one hundred twenty five looks really good. I think that's that makes total sense. Are you leaning over, by the way? In terms of the total score? Yeah, it's really I'm total. always leaning over. It's just way more fun. It's yes. way more fun. That being yeah, said, though, the last time the Rams won the Super Bowl, it was, what, 10 to 3 or something oh, like that? Oh, God. That was dreadful. Awful. Yeah. Awful get me started. Okay. Uh, but I will say, how many pass throwers in the game mm. over yes. two and a half? Over because two and a half. I will guarantee it, Odell Beckham Jr. will throw a pass in this game. And that gives yes. you three. 100%. You got you can take that one of the kickers to throw something on a fake, uh a flea flick, I like makes you a flea flicker. A screen pass that goes out. I I think that's a great one. This is always this is like the antithesis of a Super Bowl bet. Where you're like I'm never on a Sunday going like over two and a half uh throwers. Yeah, like yeah. that's a pretty good one. No, it's like only cuz there's one game and it's just a lot more fun to scream when it when it does it. Uh, that's that's a great one. Um okay, how about this one? Halftime show. I'm finally getting into the silly stuff. Oh, yeah. Halftime show. How many songs will be played during the halftime show? And it doesn't have to be in total, right? It just has to be, you have to hear a different song. Eight and a half. Okay, so last time I checked, there's five performers. Yeah. So eight and a half doesn't make any sense to me. Dre's getting two, Snoop's getting two, Eminem's only getting one. No, get, it, get the hell out of here. Like, yeah. I, this is, uh, over eight and a half feels like an absolute lock to me. Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, it's the <laughs> dancery. You've yeah. got to have over eight and a half. I mean, 
for, for those artists, it makes such a big deal about all those artists and they only get mm-hmm. one uh, or some of them get one and a couple get two. That makes no sense. Yes. No. Be over there. Hammer the over. I love that we can both give analysis to how many pass throwers will be and how many songs Mary J. Blige will have. Yeah. Those are both the analysis I have today. <laughs> all right. What else do you got? Okay. Here we're getting into the, the non-football ones. The MVP. Right, there we go. Who does the MVP thank first? Yes. All and right. it's got to be God of Jesus at plus 225. <laughs> this is America, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I love this. Yes, I I would agree with you. Uh, I don't understand. I don't. I think Matt Stafford's pretty religious, and he's the favorite on right now to be the. He MVP. is from Texas, so he is from I Texas. Would say, there we yes, go. by association, he's religious. Uh, mm-hmm. But you got to think, no matter who it is, you just picture the speech. Yeah. And before they say anything, I just got to yeah. thank God. I just got to thank, thank God. Yeah. Wrestling the mic out of the announcer's hand, just going like, yeah, no, I know, I know. I just got to thank God. But my teammates and you're like, oh, no, it was God. It was yeah, God. Plus 225. Yeah. He said it. He said he it. Said, everyone said it. I just every time I envision this, it's always at a room full of people. Half don't really watch football. And you got to be like the degenerate at the end of the game. And everyone's like putting on their jackets. I'm like, no, he said God. He said God. He said yeah. God. Everyone saw God. Right. Or, you know, Gatorade color, uh, which I'm sure speaking we'll talk about which, in a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of which, there we go. Okay, so I have my thoughts here. Okay, I, good. I was looking back on past Gatorade tosses, mm-hmm. and I said, mm-hmm. you know, I, I read an interesting point because there was a, a point in time where blue had not been used, and people yes. were saying the reason being is because blue is obviously the best color, so that tank is dry by the end of the game, which uh, totally makes sense to me. That makes total sense. However... Two of the past three Gatorade tosses have been blue. Oh. And now that's throwing me for a loop here. So I've got my three that I'm thinking about. Okay. And I'm thinking blue or yellow because of the Rams colors. Both yep. of those make sense to me. But I'm also thinking clear or clear. water. Because yep. we haven't seen clear since Super Bowl 42 when Tom Coughlin got his uh, Gatorade. Oh, wow. So we could be making a clear comeback. But... If I had to be a betting man, mm-hmm. <laughs> someone forces you. This one is so tough. I yeah. don't, I think mm, now this might lead to me, you know, my, my surprise pick, but I think, yeah, right now the Rams might win. That's what I'm leaning towards. Oh, okay. All right. McVay is a young coach. He does not care if he gets sticky. He doesn't want water. He wants the Gatorade. So I'm going yellow at plus yellow. 400. Oh, Whoa. Yeah. Weird, weird color. No one likes weird yellow. Color. No one's no one likes that yellow. crap, which is means it's going to be a full <laughs> tank. I think it's going to be yellow. I know you, it is funny how much you do think about this because you're like, well, the Rams colors are blue and yellow, so blue and, and you, but it's so true. And then you think also. You know, if you were the coach, you'd go, hey, guys, if this happens today, can you please throw water on me? We've got like five hours of interviews afterwards. I don't want to be a sticky mess. But at the same time, you're thinking they wouldn't say that because they don't want to jinx themselves. So they would never say out loud if we win. Oh, my God. I can't believe how much thought we put into the Gatorade color. But it is one of the best ones. Yellow plus 400 uh, for the Pants Rider Prince. I got one last one I want to bring up. Uh, And this is actually back to football. I really like the under rushing yards for uh, for the Rams uh, running back. So I like it for Akers and Michelle. And right now it's 60 and 20. 60 for acres, 20 for Michelle. 
Akers has run the ball like crap this postseason. Just awful. Awful average per per attempt. And and they really do like to run the ball, but they're really inefficient at it. And so I think both of them unders right now, especially with the line being hurt, there might be a chance that they are throwing the ball 70% of the time in this game. So I like under for both of these players. Ooh, under on Michelle, yeah. 20 odds. Just 20 because he's he's been averaging five attempts. Five attempts, 20 yards. Eh, okay. Based on their averages, it looks like it might be hitting under. So, yeah, I, the Acres one makes sense to me. It makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. He just hasn't been going for him since he's returned. Yeah. Sony Michelle is such a wild, wild card. And I think about the way this game's going to go, and it never goes the way you think it's going to go. Yeah. And I'm already thinking, hmm, is this <laughs> going to be one of those games where the Rams go up and they just run the ball? Right. So that Sony Michelle one at 20 makes me a little nervous. But yes, I do like the Acres one under 60. Well, the problem is when the numbers are that low, one big, one big play and you're mm. dead. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you're just screwed. So it's really tough. Or, you know, fans are at Prince, you're thinking you're, you're switching your thinking. You're like, maybe orange at Gatorade because of the Bengals. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it's part of a parlay. A hundred percent. Yeah. If, <laughs> if you think the Bengals are going to win, I would say definitely orange would be the color. Fans right, Prince. Thank you so much for coming on, making your bets on what you're feeling a week before the Super Bowl. And we can't wait to talk to you next week. Hey, I just want to thank God, but you take it easy. Coming up next, the one, the only, Charlie Chalk. Charlie, how you doing? Andrew, I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me on today. Hey, no worries. No worries. We are one week away from the Super Bowl. Uh, It's a super exciting time, but as you've been telling me my whole life, if you want to be making money on these things, you got to be betting early. And this seems like a really good, ripe opportunity to bet early on the biggest sporting event in the world. So what are we looking at? This is a whole prop episode. So what are we looking at? Uh, on ways to get into the action for well, just to give you an idea and this is how far betting has come along uh hmm. it, they used to put out prop bets on the thursday before the game and that's when literally yes. people would have to go to the wicket and they put their money down and they came up with a few different bets today mm-hmm. after the football game was decided last sunday they've now yeah. come up with 12 to 1500 different ways to bet this game 12 <laughs> hundred different ways to bet the game so when you and i talk prop bets we we, yes you mention it there's going to be action on it and it's all about making money right so yeah there's crazy numbers out there but you can make you can do very very well with prop bets so it just gives you an idea Mm. how (laughs) how far along this gambling game has gone so let's see there are some interesting ones there's um there's some okay that really seem very obvious and others that um, that we just take a shot at. So it'll make it interesting, the okay. game's a game, but there's lots to bet in in, in between the, t- the game itself, so. Oh yeah, absolutely. In between the line yeah. and the total, like there's so many different ways that you can be betting. You know, so much so that there are betters out there that you'll see them online that are just just prop bets. Yeah. That's all they uh-huh. do. And you know what? I don't know if I'm I'm too much ingrained to to your teachings and other people's where they go. No, you you bet the line and then you sprinkle with some props and like whatever. But man, I just I would love to do this. Maybe next season I'll be doing this where I'm holding a ticket and the only ticket I have is like somebody over rushing arts. That's the only thing I've got for the game, and that's my big bet. I'd love to be doing that. And you know, if you're gonna be doing it, this is the game to do it. So where are the bets that you're looking at right now, one week before the Super Bowl, where you're going to be putting your money? Well, you know, again, we have to have an MVP and that seems like it's always a big thing. And and Mm, most, most casual bettors are going to say, oh, MVP, it's got to be the two quarterbacks because, you know, either, you know, Burroughs is going to have a great game or Stafford's going to have one or vice versa. And it's going to be sort of 37, 35 and tons of yards and everything else. But Mm. there, that doesn't always happen. There are low scoring games. and. 
one of the interesting ones would be if it's like a 1916 game where it's uh, it's a kicking duel. Mm-hmm. Well, you can right. go and get McPherson right now out of Cincinnati at 150 Ooh. to one to be the MVP, which is very possible. Four field goals and one touchdown. He's going to be the MVP because he's he's had 250 yards, probably a game winning one. And Burroughs obviously wasn't getting the big numbers. So that one alone, 150 to one. Like my math isn't good, yeah. but if you put five to ten dollars <laughs> on it, you can make a lot of money. So that's a good one. Uh, MVPs again. Mm-hmm. You can look at Donald. He's going to be great. Miller's going to be great. Those yep. are going off at twenty-five and fifty to one. I mean, again, if we're talking wow. pizza money, those are good investments. I mean, everyone's going to mm-hmm. beat up. You know, you're going to take, as I said, the two quarterbacks. You're going to you're going to get five to one. These are tw- this is this is good money. Mixon running yeah, back yeah. since he, he's 40 to one. All he has to do is be your guy who's going to catch a few and run a lot. And 40 to one, this is not impossible. Let's look mm-hmm. at the two receivers then. Cup, Chase. They're yeah. know, Cup's in the running for MVP. Seven to one. Chase, who's rookie of the year, maybe. 18 to one. These are big numbers. Yeah, eh? yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are things yeah. to cheer for. And, um, you know, they're MVP alone. Okay, well, I was just going to say is that like 10 of the last 12 years, QBs have won the Super Bowl MVP. In the, in the years before that, in the, the two years that I'm not talking about, it was two linebackers and there was, uh, there was Edelman, yes. uh, a receiver for the Patriots. So there is an idea out there that you should just, if you take the Bengals money line, big money line, great, awesome. You take Joe Burrow at plus 225 as well. If you take, um, you know, the Rams, you know, instead of taking the Rams money line in parlays or in, you know, in, in, in multiples, you take Matthew Stafford plus 110 instead, because the assumption would be that if the Rams win, Matthew Stafford has a good day and he wins the MVP as Correct. well. Correct. But. I can't always get away from the idea. I always want like Cooper Cup of plus 600 makes the most sense to me. I'm like, let's do it. Like, um, I guess, you know, it might be the Edelman thing where they're kind of like, wow, 141 yards. You know, he only passed for 280 and half of it went to one guy. Okay, well, let's give it to Cooper Cup, which is realistically what might happen in the Rams game. So I totally understand that. If I had just a quick comment on if you go QBs, I'm in my opinion, you go Burroughs. Burroughs is going to put up big numbers and he won't make the mistakes. Mm. Stafford might get the numbers because he's got a good receiving court. But he's going to throw Super Bowl interceptions. He's going to turn the ball over. He is not the quarterback. This guy's got a good team around him. And he was nothing last year. So I think that um, I, I think you'd be, in my opinion, I would rather see Burroughs than I would as um, having Stafford in there. But that's, again, just one bet of yeah. many, many. So but just a, yeah. no, that you know, a few, um, the game itself going under not the under the, the game bet of 48, 49, 50, the they're talking yeah. the total, but under like 36, under 37, you can get, you can get a plus 360 oh. on things like that. Under 20 is almost adjusted line. 50. Oh yes. I'm sorry. Adjusted yeah. line. 40 to one that there's not going to be 20 points scored. And you're going, Oh, you got to be kidding. But these things do happen. Yeah. These do, they happen. So oh, things yeah. like that, easy prop bets, uh, uh, you know, again, not silly ones, but ones that you're going, well, let's make this interesting. Not saying heads or tails because some people think that's oh, yeah. a way of making money, but at least yeah, yeah is yeah, a yeah. ball on a field goal or a convert going to hit the upright? That's four to one that oh, is wow. going to happen. So, so you bet twenty five dollars on it, you win a hundred dollars mm. if it hits the upright. Wow! Do you know how hard you got to work to get a hundred dollars on on hoping Burroughs is going to get you know the play you know throw for 350 yards all this guy has to do is hit her so yeah those type of things are there all day long it it's um 
Oh, it's that's crazy, great. crazy. I, I go ahead. I love the idea though that you watch at a, a Super Bowl party and you gotta be yes. like God knows everyone listening to this podcast has been there at one point where you're the person gambling around people that aren't gambling. So you kind of shut up about it and you're like, not going to be loud about it. But then McPherson rockets one off an upright and you just go, Woo-hoo! like you scream and everyone looks at you and they're like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, oh, nothing. Sorry. I, I just uh, quietly made $100, you know, and you, <laughs> yes, you know what? To hit, to hit the upright. <laughs> I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure, but there is a, probably as much money bet on prop betting, especially with 1,200 different prop bets, that anywhere in the world you can bet as much as going on the money line or the spread on the football oh, yeah. game itself. Absolutely. And and that's what makes it fun Absolutely. for your betters. You know, this is it. Don't mm-hmm. be afraid. You can start right now. You can throw every day, say, hey, this is a good one. I'm going to put $10 on it. And before you know it, you've yep. got 10 bets that make a lot of sense coming into next Sunday. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Charlie, those are the ways that you're going to be betting this week before the 100%. Super Bowl. But we're going to get to you next week about all the bets that you actually have for the Super Bowl and actually on the game next week. But until then, we hope you have fun losing money. We will, Andrew. Thank you very much. Okay, that's it. That's all. Thank you so much for listening to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. Can you please subscribe, rate, review wherever you are listening to this podcast right now? And once again, free daily picks at Losing Money WAB on Twitter, on Instagram, so you can make picks and lose money with us in between episodes. Thank you so much for listening. We can't wait to talk to you next week where we're discussing, yes, you guessed it, the Super Bowl. Oh my God. So many ways to lose money. We'll see you later, losers. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!